again. Highbury, the large and populous village, almost amounting to a town, to which Hartfield, in spite of its separate lawn and shrubberies and name, did really belong, afforded her no equals. The Woodhouses were first in consequence there. All looked up to them. She had many acquaintance in the place, for her father was universally civil, but not one among them who could be accepted in lieu of Miss Taylor for even half a day. It was a melancholy change, and Emma could not but sigh over it and wish for impossible things, till her father awoke and made it necessary to be cheerful. "'Poor Miss Taylor! I wish she were here again,' said Mr. Woodhouse. "'What a pity it is that Mr. Weston ever thought of her!' "'I cannot agree with you, Papa. You know I cannot. "'Mr. Weston is such a good-humoured, pleasant, excellent man "'that he thoroughly deserves a good wife. "'And you would not have had Miss Taylor live with us forever "'and bear all my odd humours when she might have a house of her own?' "'A house of her own? "'But where is the advantage of a house of her own? "'This is three times as large, "'and you have never any odd humours, my dear.' "'How often we shall be going to see them?' "'and they coming to see us. "'We shall be always meeting. "'We must begin. "'We must go and pay our wedding visit very soon.' "'Emma spared no exertions to maintain this happier flow of ideas, "'and hoped, by the help of backgammon, "'to get her father tolerably through the evening "'and be attacked by no regrets but her own. "'The backgammon table was placed, "'but a visitor immediately afterwards walked in "'and made it unnecessary. "'Mr. Knightley,' A sensible man, about seven or eight and thirty, was not only a very old and intimate friend of the family, but particularly connected with it as the elder brother of Isabella's husband. He lived about a mile from Highbury, was a frequent visitor and always welcome, and at this time more welcome than usual as coming directly from their mutual connections in London. He had returned to a late dinner after some day's absence, and now walked up to Hartfield to say that all were well in Brunswick Square. It was a happy circumstance, and animated Mr. Woodhouse for some time. Mr. Knightley had a cheerful manner, which always did him good, and his many inquiries after poor Isabella and her children were answered most satisfactorily. When this was over, Mr. Woodhouse gratefully observed, "'It is very kind of you, Mr. Knightley, to come out at this late hour to call upon us. I'm afraid you must have had a shocking walk.' "'Not at all, sir.' It's a beautiful moonlight night, and so mild that I must draw back from your great fire. But you must have found it very damp and dirty. I wish you may not catch cold. Dirty, sir? Look at my shoes. Not a speck on them. Well, that is quite surprising, for we have had a vast deal of rain here. It rained dreadfully hard for half an hour while we were at breakfast. I wanted them to put off the wedding. "'Ah, oh, poor Miss Taylor. "'Tis a sad business. "'Poor Mr. and Miss Woodhouse, if you please, "'but I cannot possibly say poor Miss Taylor. "'I have a great regard for you and Emma, "'but when it comes to the question of dependence or independence, "'at any rate, it must be better to have only one to please than two. "'Especially when one of those two is such a fanciful, troublesome creature,' "'said Emma playfully.' That is what you have in your head, I know, and what you would certainly say if my father were not by. I believe it is very true, my dear, indeed, said Mr. Woodhouse with a sigh. 
I'm afraid I am sometimes very fanciful and troublesome. My dearest papa, you do not think I could mean you, or suppose Mr. Knightley to mean you? What a horrible idea! Oh no, I meant only myself. Mr. Knightley loves to find fault with me, you know, in a joke. It is all a joke. We always say what we like to one another. Mr. Knightley, in fact, was one of the few people who could see faults in Emma Woodhouse, and the only one who ever told her of them. And though this was not particularly agreeable to Emma herself, she knew it would be so much less so to her father that she would not have him really suspect such a circumstance as her not being thought perfect by everybody. You have forgotten one matter of joy to me, said Emma, and a very considerable one, that I made the match myself. I made the match, you know, four years ago, and to have it take place and be proved in the right when so many people said Mr. Weston would never marry again.